welcome to this week's episode of Incidicast. And this week... Today on Death in America, cancer rates are down, but suicide is sky high. Uh, and this week... A body was found this morning, decoblated. <laughs> Decapitated. Um, that, okay, so, so, so this week... Stay, stay away from children, everyone. Uh, they're crazy. I don't know what is going on. Uh, th- this week, however, we're going to talk about Thirteen Ghosts, uh, which is a Dark Castle Entertainment film, which is uh, written by Rob White and directed by Steve Beck, uh, released in two thousand and one. Please enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. We're talking about a bit of a classic, I guess, in a weird way. Uh, 13 Ghosts. Uh, it was released in 2001, and it was uh, written by Rob White and directed by Steve Beck. Uh, this week, I am not alone. <laughs> I am with Rick once again from AFFA. Hello. Hey, Phil, how's it going? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a little bit, man. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Last time we covered Possum, quite a crazy awesome. one. That one was out there. That one was, yeah, I still think about that movie. That one was out there for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually really want to revisit that thing and watch yeah. it maybe a couple more times. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was a little weird, but uh, it was still a decent movie, you know? Yeah, it is. Uh, this week, I guess we got something a bit more mainstream a bit more typical i think so too i yeah this yeah. is pretty cut and dry right this isn't i don't think this is a movie where we're we're no. trying to figure out certain <laughs> things and filling in the gaps this is yeah really kind of to the point absolutely um so the 13 ghosts uh, i rewatched this obviously for this and so for me personally it was a film that i used to watch quite a lot when i was younger um but it was something that i could never remember how things happened it was just like i could always remember key parts of the film i could never remember all the filler in between uh, and then when i rewatched it i actually realized it's it's because there's not much else in between <laughs> you get these like really key moments uh and in the middle of all that is just epilepsy <laughs> yeah. so... yes that's a perfect word for it oh my gosh that's funny yeah <laughs> yeah there is not a lot of depth to this movie is there um, no i hadn't seen this i hadn't seen this okay it's funny you say that you'd watched it a bunch you know when it first came out i did mm. as well yeah i remember i saw this in the theater and i liked it i thought it was cool um and then i you know when it came out on whatever dvd i watched it a few times and then added it to my collection and it's been sitting you know on my shelf for a while yeah and and so i rewatched it for um you know for this episode and um yeah i didn't i found that i i still think it's a entertaining movie like mm. you know if you're just kind of going into it and you don't want a lot of substance then i think it's fine um but then yeah. i found myself i don't know a little bored like you know like with except for when the, you know these ghosts were doing whatever they were doing and there was some dialogue here and some backstory but not a lot like yeah you know it's just yeah there wasn't yeah, a lot a lot of depth to this movie and it you know it's so i just didn't like it as much as i you know the 2001 rick you know didn't like it as much as the, <laughs> yeah. this this one you know that's what i think it is i think uh more of the enjoyment comes from the fact that 
it's something that's on and you don't really pay attention to it. And then you see these sort of bits in the film and you're like, oh, yeah, that's good. Um, it's kind of weird as well because I think when I rewatched this and I kind of realized it feels very dramatic in in almost like a really cheesy way. And it's hard to tell if it's intentional or not. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I feel bad saying this because I like, was in the context of the story, but like the introduction where obviously um, it, it's painting some background of um, the, the wife dying in a fire, but like yeah. the kids sort of um, reaction and the dad's reaction, it's so like over the top. It's like, yes, everyone it's, it's get out, cheesy for me. run. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, it's so dramatic. It's just a fire. Like, just stand outside. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the the their mother or you know the wife then you know dies from I guess from the burns. Yeah. And yeah, and but I, I will say this. Okay. And, and this is going to be hard to explain. I kind of liked it and then hated it at the same time. So it, it's it's real quick on on how they they're all happy and woo, you know, the kids are playing together <laughs> yeah. and it's, and that in, in itself is real cheesy. And yeah. then as, as it's spinning around, like say the living room, we get all this, you know, um, you know, we hear the, the fire happening and then mom dying. And then all of a sudden now they're now in this crappy apartment, which again, okay. Explain to me if he's just a teacher and they seem to be, they seem to be hard up for money. How does he have like, it almost seemed like this woman was a living like babysitter. That's yeah. what I didn't understand. If you're, if you're tight on money, your daughter looks like she's, I don't know, 17 to 20. She's yeah. more than capable of watching the son, her brother. So, so why do you need a living? It just seemed weird to me. It, it really, really did. And her character is very, um, interesting in the whole film she, i mean i guess she has a lot of comic relief in some moments but it, it does kind of make you think like why are you actually here and it, it's very weird like yes. the kid is so obsessed with death like that is just so bizarre to me mm -hmm. just laughing at like decapitations <laughs> like i know right i mean I'll, I'll be i'll be honest phil maggie's character i felt she didn't like there was really no need for her at yeah. all and and what was funny is when i remember seeing this and i the the, the woman who plays it she's a rapper and mm. and her and i think her name is rod digga but and i don't know if she raps anymore but at at, at one point she was kind of a kind of an up-and-coming rapper mm. and i was like well are they casting her to kind of you know, to kind of, I don't know, grab that hip hop audience, you know, to get more yeah. people to, you know, it just, she felt like it, she was useless in the movie. I, she, I didn't need her at all. Like that yeah. character did nothing for me. And so I rewatching it again. I'm like, I, yeah, she, she, and she didn't have a lot of dialogue. True. So, so why even have her? It, you know, it's, it's so, it's, I didn't know she was like a rapper and that makes so much yeah. sense now because when I rewatched this and, Obviously, like when the film ended and the credits from the music comes on, I was like, "Is that the same yeah, girl?" That's her. Yep, that was her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember oh her God. for like a minute because I, you know, I, I listened to a lot of rap when I was younger. Um, mm. You know, I she was part of a group. I got. I want to say the Outsiders, but I could be wrong. And then I think she had some solo stuff, and I think she did other stuff. You know, like mm. with kind of some big artists at the time, like the Fugees and stuff. But. I yeah that to me when I remember seeing the movie for the first time I'm like why did you cast her 
It was just <laughs> odd to me. And then, and I think she didn't do anything else after that. And so it's like, it's banks of like, yeah, just trying to, to capture some, some other audience, you know, some, yeah. some hip hop audience, like, you know, so I, I, hey. other than that, I just didn't get it. It's either that she's got a really good agent. <laughs> you know? right. So yeah, yeah, totally. And then even the kids feel like, did they, like, they disappeared through half of the movie. <laughs> yeah, they did. I mean, it's kind of weird as well. Like, the the younger kids kind of had like a lot of personality in the beginning, and I was like, okay, this is a bit odd. And I kind of talked about it as well, like in a one of the films I covered, like sort of early 2000s and stuff like that, this obsession with like evil children. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but like, it, I, th- I don't know if it's just they wanted to recapture like that Damien vibe, but they always made kids really creepy and super like <laughs> evil and weird. And this is just like another one of those kids that are just obsessed with death and they find people dying and mutilated hilarious. I'm like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I know. It's, it's strange, man. I mean, and I felt like, um, I always forget the actress's name. I think she was the daughter, uh, Kathy. She was yeah. in like what American Pie, I think, and she was in yeah. Scary Movie. I think she, scary Movie, and she was in I think Jay and was it Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? I'm trying to like think in my head. She was in one of the Jay Jay and Silent Bob movies. I want to say it was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I think. yeah, and and I always liked her. I just felt this was a weird casting. Like it, she just she it just didn't make sense to me it wasn't really believable for me with her everyone else i thought was fine you know um you know matthew lillard is fine you know yeah. i think i thought he was good as dennis you know um and i thought arthur was good i thought cyrus was good you know for for the most part i thought you know I thought everyone else was okay, but yeah, man, the, the kids and the, and the babysitter just didn't work for me. I think the issue with um with Kathy is I think she was too old for the script. Like yes, did the, the script yeah. try to make her sound a lot younger than she was? And actually, she looked like she was in her twenties. And when she's just sort of she, crying she for her dad, I was a bit like. <laughs> yes, thank you yes she did she seemed like she was easily mid-20s and supposedly paying like a 16 or 17 year old and it just yeah. didn't work for me i mean that that screams you know the 90s and <laughs> the 2000s anyway just i mean they even joke about it in scary movie <laughs> just they do they do. casting people way too old to play teenagers <laughs> Well, you know, if you think about it, Phil, like if you go back to like, I mean, heck, most of the movies, the horror movies in the in the 70s and 80s, you, you know, hell, you yeah. go to Greece, Greece, they're supposed to play high schoolers. and They look like they're 50. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, come on, you know, sometimes it's believable and other times it's so glaringly just doesn't work. And this was one of those cases. You know, wrong. <laughs> uh, so speaking of... um. Matthew Lillard, uh, another kind of weird link with Scary Movie Scream. It's kind of crazy how all these stuff are yep. tied together. That's true. That's right. Yeah. He plays a very eccentric person, which I guess yes, kind yes, of kind of fits him a little bit. But I think it's kind of weird because I didn't really pay much attention to this when I when I used to watch this when I was younger. But like, it takes um, a cult and magic and demons and and everything very seriously. Um, you know, sort of like spells and stuff. I, I just never, ex- I, I didn't even remember that that is a part of the film. And it's kind of crazy because he becomes this sort of, um, 
exposition heavy guy that's just like this is ghosts and this is how ghosts work it's just like okay yeah cool um it also means that unfortunately he is the introduction to all the epileptic scenes in this film because whenever he is anywhere you're getting flashing lights loud noises um which is you know it's a stylistic choice Sometimes I think it would be good if we just saw a bit more of the ghosts. Like in the introduction, yes. it was kind of cool, like obscuring it and and sort of making it sort of appear and disappear. Um, but after a while, like we know what it looks like, so there's no point hiding it. You may as well just have it be there, you know. Yeah. And then we get to see the difference yeah. between all these ghosts. I feel like by the end of the film, I still didn't even see what half these ghosts look like. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, well, I, yeah, it was a stylistic choice, I'm sure. And, you know, if you think about it, like some of the movies back then did a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, I think the other movie that was um, that was part of like Dark Castle, like the studio was was um, House on Haunted Hill. And mm -hmm. it's been a while since I've watched it. But didn't they kind of do something like that? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. See, and it, so it's actually really similar. <laughs> uh, they're actually very similar in concept, like being locked in a house with ghosts. Right. Well, I think that I think in and you probably know this as well is I, I these are both remakes, right? So Thirteen mm -hmm. Ghosts, I think, was a remake of a William Castle directed movie from nineteen sixty. Mm -hmm. And I think he had also uh directed House uh, House on Haunted Hill. And so I guess my this is my guess, and maybe you've you've done some research on this, but when Dark yeah. Castle came out, I think their idea was to was to remake a lot of, of William Castle's movies. And so they did they did House on Haunted Hill, which I think, when did that come out? Maybe 99 or something like that? 2000? I can't remember. I think it um, was, yeah. I think it was somewhere 90. around there. Yeah, yeah like 99, then, I think. Yeah. And then, you got, and then you got this one. And then I think they did maybe one other one, which I think was Ghost Ship, but I think that bombed and maybe oh, God, they just yeah. scrapped it. <laughs> I, mean, I think I saw Ghost Ship once when it came out and it was bad and I haven't visited it. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately another guilty pleasure but that is a film i used to watch a lot when i was a kid it, it's that weird right? isn't it yeah i think i don't know if it's just because it's like a i don't know if it's just like a, an international thing but like certain films just get played a lot um back yeah, in the day yeah. and that was one of them i always remember ghost shape i mean the introduction as much as the rest of the films kind of you know meh the introduction of that film is pretty good like with the wire that cuts everyone in half. Like that's, yes, thank that's you. That dark. Is the, but see, I'll be honest, Bill, that's the only scene I remember in the movie. Now, it's yeah. a great scene. It's awesome. I love it. But but that's all I remember in Ghost Ship. I saw it the one time, and that was all I can remember is that death scene. You know, wrong. I think they kill a bunch of people, right? Like, doesn't oh, yeah. it literally cut a lot of them in half? <laughs> Basically, like everybody except a girl who, I guess, just died anyway after a while yeah see and yeah that was the most memorable part of that movie um i i think it was once for me and that was plenty it's like i i you know i usually know my taste so it's like uh, okay i'm not feeling this one you know and third <laughs> but see 13 and and even i would even say house house on haunted hill i think i saw it once or twice and i thought it was all right you know mm. um and then and then 13 ghosts came around and i thought out of the less let's just say that those three i thought 13 ghosts was probably the the better of the three at least in yeah. my opinion um at least for entertainment wise you know um mm. and so but yeah i just i think it's just a it's just the the time you know when these Absolutely. came out i think they were they all were kind of trying to do like similar stuff and i think that's what you see you know yeah. especially in this one um but yeah but yeah i mean i guess we could i guess we could del di dive into it a little bit here um you know. yeah absolutely um so how did you feel about um 
the main character is called Arthur. I think he's played by Tony Shalhoub. Probably butchered that. Um, I, I only know him from Spy Kids. That's the only film I've ever known him from oh, in really? my life. Yeah. He, he um he was also in a couple television show. Uh, I think there's a television show called Monk. He All was right. in, and I think he was the star of it. And I swore he was in another television show called Wings. Um, and I think that was prior to Monk and he wasn't hmm. really the star of it, but you know, but I, yeah, those are the ones I remember him from. Yeah. Spy Kids for sure. Yeah. This one. And then the two TV shows. Um, and I always thought he was a pretty good actor. Um, hmm. you know, I thought he was fine in this. I think at some point it was just a little, I don't know. It got a little over the top and sat and sappy for me. <laughs> like I felt the, I, I think, and again, I don't know if it was if they did all this on purpose, but some stuff was just over the top. And so I yeah. just wonder, because if you think about it, almost every character was over the top, right? Yeah. Even the attorney or the lawyer, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, he was douchey and it was like, okay, it's like, it's like a stereotype of like an attorney. Yeah. Uh, a little bit evil. And, <laughs> yeah. And then the uncle who was just an a-hole, like he was seriously an a-hole. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe that was their choice. Maybe they, they did it on purpose. I'm not sure. It, it um, does get very weird when films sometimes like they, it, it's hard to tell when a film's trying to be tongue in cheek like this is kind of over the top you know we're in on the joke or sometimes like if they think an idea is so good that they triple down on it and then it becomes really cheesy to watch and it's really hard to tell this and i think with uh with tony's character arthur specifically i think he kind of gets the worst of it in some scenes because it's like unfortunately i think he's really punished by the script in this film he does nothing but say i want to find my children for an hour and a half <laughs> yes that's pretty much it yeah and i feel like man what a waste and it gets to the point where even like he's like i want to find my children i don't believe in ghosts and then he sees the ghosts and he's like ghosts are real i want to find my children <laughs> it's like, yes, pretty much yeah that was yeah that's kind of him in a nutshell and i yeah i kind of thought he the the, the script did him a disservice because he is a pretty yeah. good actor and i just don't felt like i mean again maybe it's just it, it didn't it didn't really warrant that type of i guess acting or something in this movie um yeah i mean everyone else know. is a little bit um i guess more around the, the teen horror kind of vibe you know and he's a maybe probably a bit more of an established actor i mean sometimes you just yeah. need to to you know to sell seats like if people really like him you think oh yeah i'll go watch that um yeah but that, for me i just think he, it's yeah. kind of weird because i felt a bit like there was no moments in this film where he got to chill and sort of soak in what's happening it's it's all very like quick paced and because of that to give him any dialogue at all it's just the same thing you know like i would yeah. love to him to just sit down and think oh my god ghosts are real <laughs> Do you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Ghosts just, are, yeah and my just, wife my wife died you know it was like literally everything happened so fast yeah and, and now let me ask you this do you think re-watching this <laughs> do you think the uncle caused the fire to kill to kill the wife because it wow. was convenient on how it all worked or do you think that was just a coincidence that's a really good question i didn't even think about that because the uncle did say um something along the lines of the essentially like he was 
chosen or like he was the perfect person for this yeah yeah and, he, I, and I think the uncle at, at the end says something about your your loser family or something like that and yeah you know and and, and clearly the way that i mean the uncle just doesn't seem to care about anybody he's just he's his whole i guess life's work has been this and doesn't yeah. matter who gets in his way and so i just i wouldn't put it if if he if he is on this mission to find say 12 ghosts to, mm-hmm. to to make this thing work, I, I think he would probably do whatever he needed to do. And he did. Yeah. Really. And so, so I don't think it's out of the realm to say that maybe, maybe he, he you know, had something to do with, with, um, you know, with, uh, Arthur's wife's death. I, what was her character's name? Was it, was it Jean? I think it might've been Jean. Um, and so, yes. or maybe we're overthinking. Maybe it was just simply, Oh wow. She died. Hey, I can use her as a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I think now that you think about it, now that you mention it, I think um, I think that's probably very likely. I think he clearly has planned a lot of this stuff from the beginning. There's nothing in the film that looks like it was a coincidence. So, exactly. Like, I think I think it's even, pretty pretty safe to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I you know, um, even is, is that her name Kalina? Where at the beginning, where we think Kalina is is completely against you know um, Cyrus. But no, nah, she's in. She's kind of in cahoots with him the whole time, you know. And yeah. She she kills her, whatever he was. I don't know if that was like her partner or whatever that was. You know, at the beginning, kills you know kills him, and then you know is is basically you know you know while they're in this house helping arthur to get away from the ghost but it was because it was you know there's an end goal here. We yeah. need him to be the thirteenth ghost. So, um, yeah. I mean, I do, I do, like you said, I do wish what I, what I found watching this again was, yeah, the, the, us seeing the ghost, but it was like, we see it and then it goes away. And then it's like this flashing and the sound Mm. and it started to, it got annoying for me. Like it it was fine at the beginning. And then all of a sudden you keep doing it. I'm like, I'm kind of getting tired of it. Absolutely. I mean, it's not only tiring to watch but it's like visually tiring on the eyes <laughs> like yeah. th- i mean i think this film has actually had criticism for being uh, a bit of an epilepsy fest was that uh, right yeah and i'm not surprised to be honest if you went into this film like you'd want that little sign outside the cinema that says <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by the way <laughs> before you go in here um for sure but yeah i think now you mentioned that like i'm i'm nodding very frequently i i'm very much in agreement actually it does sound a lot more calculated than i was thinking it is because originally i was thinking like you know what the hell happened like how did she just turn around and just suddenly becomes his love interest you know i mean that just comes down to it's this very awkward thing in film sometimes where like they want to have a surprise so they don't want to like drip feed anything until you in case you get it really early but at the same time if they don't give you something it just sounds so random and out there you just think oh what the fuck <laughs> and and that was the case with this but of course if they gave them any inkling or, or any inkling that they were on the same side then it, i mean there is no twist at that point you know yeah it, yeah it, I, I, they did so many flashbacks why didn't they show us some flashbacks or just something 
you know some again this was it just seemed like it was rushed um yeah you know uh at least you know getting into the meat of you know let's 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 kill off her really fast the mother yep. let's let's put them in a horrible situation of course you know they're in a crappy apartment you know they're, they're still devastated by the death of their mom and wife mm-hmm. and then let's immediately get them into this house and then all hell breaks loose and it was and you know there are times when i am perfect fine getting to the meat of something yeah. but other times i want a little bit of i don't know a little bit of depth or backstory something just something a little bit extra and i think this was the case with this movie like i yeah. felt it needed just a little bit more and yeah maybe you're right maybe maybe a little bit more of the ghosts because because we didn't yeah we just get to see bits and pieces and then i don't understand yeah. anything about them like what was the ha- what was one of the ghosts like a hammer it was the guy with like, yeah he was yeah what why okay so why did it have like metal things all up in him like um i I didn't get all of that what like what's his story i mean exactly some of these i can i totally get you know like like I, i forget the one ghost she probably killed herself. I don't know. I'm going to assume she maybe was yeah. in a suicide. Um, one was definitely hanging. So that's a suicide. I, I don't, you know, some of the other ones I just, I didn't get, I didn't get the, the, what was the jackal about? Like that was so, I remember Matthew Lillard saying something like, this is the Charles Manson of ghosts. Well, yeah, t- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me, give me, give me a little bit of why. It's funny you mentioned that as well. I think whenever I've been to, um, any kind of con or anything like that like the jackal is something that gets cosplayed quite a lot people really like that aesthetic but unfortunately there's just no depth <laughs> um yeah. i'll sort of like i'll list them off so we get like some ideas okay. uh, so it was the firstborn son uh that was like the little cowboy kid okay and he had an arrow through his head right yeah that gave so... me like the shining vibes like quite bad yeah yeah but i mean yeah what did he okay so did he uh did he get he got an arrow through his head is that how he died i assume that's how he died maybe yeah but why the firstborn son what what is that all about i guess exactly you know Um, (laughs) okay there's one called the torso uh okay that was super creepy i actually really liked the torso i did too yeah i agree uh there was the bound woman uh which one was she was she oh no maybe the one with the Was was that the one that was hanging that would look like she was kind of hanging, like it looked like she had maybe hung herself. Was that the bound woman? Either that or maybe there's the one with the, the head and the arms and the wooden thing, like the old torture. Oh, could be that oh, one. Okay. Okay. Could be that one. Yep. Uh, the withered lover. That was. Okay. Yep. That's that's Jean. That's their mother and wife, yep. which makes sense. Okay. Uh, the torn prince. That was the guy with a baseball bat, I believe. Yes. So what was that? Was he. Did something go bad? Like, you know, did, did, there's there's no backstory to that. Like, what happened to him? Did did he go through a breakup and and did he crash and kill? I don't I don't know. I just the torn. I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, there was the angry princess, which I think might be the naked lady. Yes, she was the naked lady with the with the knife. Yeah. Um, okay. I liked her quite a lot. There was um. I did I too. Yeah. Very interesting how she um sort of didn't really show any aggression towards um towards kathy it was kind of like mm-hmm. like a curious watching so, i wonder if there was something okay, to so, that so let me ask you this phil so mm-hmm. okay she goes into that room where kathy is you know kathy's just oh my god this is a great room 
it was and the bathroom. Goes yeah. in, and then, yeah. And then, then all we, you know, Kathy doesn't see it, but we see blood everywhere. And then I think it said something yeah. about, I'm sorry. So, yeah. so was she a, was she a girlfriend or uh, of our, of Cyrus and she killed herself or died? I mean, because Maybe. why is that blood all over the house or in that room? Yeah. So that that's what I was puzzled by. And then there was blood in the there was I think there was blood in the uh, the tub. Was it yeah. blood from her maybe killing herself or was it blood from just the fact that she has blood all over her? I That's what I didn't know. I feel like if I was going to put a guess in it, I feel so I feel like her coats are self-inflicted because she has a knife. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I think she cut herself up. And she probably just like died in the bathtub, uh, I guess. See that that makes sense, yeah. So I guess the um, maybe the I'm sorry is like a suicide thing, you know? Yes. Because yes. the whole point about this is these, these ghosts are meant to be real people, but they're tortured because, um, they died in sort of bad scenarios, like they were murdered or suicide and stuff. Kind of, kind of like um kind of like the grudge in the ring like that type of thing like when people die like in a, a terrible way it's quite um quite an asian horror concept i dig it yeah yeah and they're kind of yeah they're like kind of trapped they can't move on or something whatever it is yeah i don't know how you get like the nails in the head i don't know if that's just like over time See, of being a ghost <laughs> i yeah, don't know i know that's what i didn't understand yeah <laughs> um so they also had the pilgrimers which might be okay, the hanged was, woman. No, no, that was the one with uh, that that had the um, looked like she her head was inside of a something like. A, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that was her. Yeah. Okay, so then the, the bound woman was we, bound woman was the hung woman. I think. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the pilgrimage was kind of cool. She had a lot of corridor chasing scenes, um, but outside of that, like not much. Um, so next we have the great child. And oh, the yeah. dire mother. They were kind of cool and gross. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of, yeah, they're weird looking. I liked them. Um again, what's the story? Like, did did you know, did the mother kill her son and then kill her son? I don't I don't get it. I don't Did she feed him to death? I have do you think? Oh my <laughs> gosh, yeah. That's possible. Maybe. It's kinda of dark. <laughs> uh then you have the hammer. That's the guy with the nails. Yeah. The hammer. Yeah, I still love to know a little bit about that that character, the backstory. Like, why? What happened there? Legit. We got yeah. the jackal, which we've seen already. The guy with the cage on his head, kind of creepy. Uh, the juggernaut was the one from the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, which kind of just looks a bit like, um, like Frankenstein in a weird way. But yeah, just a, a bit big more kind of hulking person. Yeah, a bit more mobile. So, kind of. I think it's kind of a shame as well because I think the actual design of these ghosts are really cool. Like there was like a lot of detail in it, and yeah. we only got to see flashes of them. Uh, and even when we saw them all together at the end, you know, a lot of them was back to the camera, so you can't see exactly. them. And the, the camera never panned around, which kind of bugged me as well. I would like to have seen a three sixty scope. I can't even imagine what it would have been like to be there as an actor and think, "Oh my god, like I'm right there, but you can't see me because <laughs> you just see yeah. the back of my head." yeah right yeah i just I, yeah man i would have loved to see more of them or some or just i hell i would have even taken just a little bit of backstory on each of them i agree because we i know we know uh kalina she has that book and she makes mm -hmm. mention of each ghost but she doesn't talk about any of them i mean hell we could have gotten just 
I don't know, 10, 20 seconds of exposition on each one of them. And that would have been sufficient. Yeah. And then we, okay, then, you know, that's cool. Or maybe we have a different feeling for each, for each ghost and each character, you know, and yeah, I, yeah just again, no depth. You know what would have been good as well? So they always say in film, show, not tell, right? Yes. Uh, I always think about the scene in, you know, the Evil Dead remake when they look through the book. Oh, yeah. And you see each page, but each page just has writing on it, right? So for like each sort of way of cleansing it, so it's like boiling yourself or like whatever, like the writing is all on the page and it tells you all about like, all we have to do is see the pages that she's flipping and just have like some words on there that we could see for like each ghost right? there and, you go yeah and that would have like relayed some information to it so we'd have to sit there through like a loaded dialogue <laughs> show not tell <laughs> this is 101 filmmaking there you go there you go yeah i mean you know the the thing is like i mean i think visually this movie is really cool like i, I yeah you could tell there's a budget at you know i don't know what the budget was for this but you could tell there was a budget put behind it um, yeah. at that time i mean it definitely looks good the the house is cool i mean some of you know that we already said the ghosts look cool there's mm-hmm. some decent acting even though it's sometimes over the top and the and some of the kills are really cool like i mean the attorney the the, the oh, lawyer gotcha. getting you know uh basically cut in half i love that because yeah. we knew we knew the glass basically cut him in half but it we get this slow like he starts to kind of yep. you know fall you know fall down on the glass and i enjoyed that's a great kill man it um, is even the subtle thing of just like the glasses splitting in half and falling on the floor like just stuff like that so well done um speaking of budget actually it's funny that you mention it so the budget um is an example of how well this film did okay uh so the budget was 42 million. Okay, okay. And at box office, it made 68.5 million. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, that's not terrible, but they'd like to see bigger numbers, especially like international. I wonder what. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's not that's probably why we didn't get a 14th ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> Here's our sequel. <laughs> um, yeah. But probably thinks how much of that budget went into building that house. I think we should talk about the house because I think yeah. th- there's a lot of things I want to say about this house. Yeah. I mean, for one, I think it's incredibly well made. And you can tell that it's practical, which I think is Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which is crazy. I don't know how much of that is like is actual glass i think probably the outside of it um well they're not going to use real glass they can use the fake glass like they always do in, in films um but i think it, it's kind of bizarre right okay there's a few things i just need to get out there one yeah. there's no way that you can lose children in a house glass like a glass of house it, it just I, I don't get that personally um yeah yeah i mean you can see from one side of the house to the other like how can you lose people that's what i didn't understand either and then the film just shoved itself in the foot the second they took that plane of glass out to walk around the building with i was like why can't you just do that (laughs) to one of the ones near the exit (laughs) right (laughs) and just escape um and get out yeah yeah well i think it's because they spent you know three quarters of the movie trying to find the kids (laughs) yeah I mean, it feels a little bit... I mean, it's kind of... No pun intended, because Matthew Lillard is in this film, but it feels a bit like a Scooby-Doo film. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Let's no, split up. For sure. 
and then oh my gosh what what a common trope right <laughs> you split well, up this makes, ghost yeah. yeah let's there's there's only four of us and what's funny is that like the hallways didn't seem that long but no. let's let's you know there's four of us so let's split up let's go two and two be and walk down and i'm like well walk down where it, it the house isn't that big and yeah. you're talking about meet me back here in five minutes well it takes you that long to walk 20 feet down a hallway i yeah. don't i didn't i didn't understand it yeah i think for just for being convenient i i, I they had to yeah it had to they had to go that route i think in order to to yeah. sell this to us and i'm like Ugh. i think they had to sell a bigger scale than what it was but i do think it was big i think what we saw from the outside it is a substantially built thing um i just think they did try to sell it to be even bigger and i think it makes it kind of awkward because it's all glass i think it's like aesthetically really cool especially with all the writing on it the font is like oh for sure I, the, I, the font I, is amazing yeah. it's like some I mean, lord of the Rings stuff really exactly like go and then going to each room and seeing all the stuff that he's collected i thought was mm. just awesome i mean it yeah no it, it the house itself was phenomenal there's that, that and, and i guess the, the the you know the work on the ghosts were probably the, the two best things in the movie absolutely I, I liked how the house always changed as well it kind of made the house feel alive which is i guess sort of what they did with um you know house on the hill but this this really feels like it and i think it's just because it had that mechanical feeling that sort of mechanism that's that's apparently that's i don't know controlled by the devil whatever it is <laughs> um yes I, I mean what was okay and maybe i just I spaced out a little bit. And what was what was Cyrus's end game here? What was the goal? So once this all happened, like he gets the 12 ghosts, there's a sacrifice. What is he supposed to gain? Is he supposed to get some sort of power? What what I, did they explain that? I I don't think that they did. <laughs> I don't think they did. If they did, I I forget. I'm yeah. Like, what was the whole point of it? I I mean, I mean, I mean, it's one of many things that are not explained, but I think it's quite a big one. But unfortunately, what I think the film did was it focused so hard on having a happy ending, including seeing an unburnt mother, <laughs> that oh it just forgot gosh, about I like know. it forgot about what the actual point is, you know? Because outside of just yeah. finding children in a house, you know, what is the end goal? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I I don't know. Maybe we like I said, maybe we just missed it, but I. You know, I just watched it a little bit ago, and I'm like, I don't recall them saying what the end game was here. No, I don't I? You know, I. I, I they said they wanted to release the spirits, but then why did they lock them up? Well, that's well. I know, I know. What's her name said that Kalina, but that was all. That was all. You know, for just just to well, yeah. to, to Arthur. I don't know. I don't know what his powers were supposed to be once this happened. Like, is if you're releasing them okay then again what's the point of all this or do you now have control over them like can you if you do mm -hmm. this you can now control the ghost but then what good is that i i didn't i didn't get it it, it just didn't make any sense to me absolutely I, I think even the bit at the end like so i guess um arthur had to sacrifice himself yeah. to, to become a ghost um and it, it's kind of weird because that little platform looked like it became like a doorway or a portal into more mechanical things but huh <laughs> i mean when you look underneath it like there's a lot of there stuff was, yeah. it, it reminds me of like you know the scorpion king when there's oh, like all yeah. those little 
sort of skeleton people down yeah, that level. Yeah. It looks exactly like that, but like mechanical. And you know, what is down there? Is that meant to be hell? Like what is this? We're establishing that like ghosts and the devil and demons are real, but that's it. You just you just reference that it's real. Don't worry about it. No, nothing else to see here. We don't know how these glasses work, by the way, that sees ghosts. I know. What is that? It's, I know. It feels spiky. It, it really does. Well, you know what? It, it reminds me of a few things. Like, they live comes to mind. You know, yeah. when you put on the sunglasses, you can see the aliens. Um, but I guess in the original movie, and I don't know if it was like some sort of like... Um, thing to get people to see it but i think you had to put on glasses watching the movie in order to see the ghosts or i don't know if that was oh, like a, kind of like a gimmicky thing kind of like yeah. 3d you know um i'm not sure if that was the case or or maybe it's just kind of similar to this where yeah you have to have glasses on in order to see them um it's just it just yeah just i i don't get that technology i don't i don't know Neither or do the I. Containment, the, the cubes that with the writing on it in Latin that supposedly it's some sort of spell that, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, it's funny you should mention that actually. There's kind of a, a very similar thing. I think they're kind of a big fan of all this sort of like um, gimmicky stuff with releasing films. They did the same thing apparently with um, House on Haunted Hill. There was some like way of winning money like if you bought tickets to watch it um i wouldn't be surprised if they just handed out glasses to people and just be like oh yeah watch this with these on um uh, you know what? i've it's never been in, i've never i don't know about you phil i've never been into the gimmicky stuff like 3d just does zero for me like i don't yeah. get it um, I, I mean, I know 3D was a, th you know, was a thing year, many, many years ago. Then it became a thing again in the 80s. And then it became like this huge thing again. And I'm like, I just don't get get it. I don't get the fascination. Yeah. It does like nothing for me. I I just want to watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if, you're, if, if you need a gimmick, then it's like, well, then what you're saying is, you know, your movie isn't good enough to stand alone. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I have seen some things in the cinema in 3D. Uh, I think I saw one of the Saw films in 3D. Oh, is that right? Oh. Yeah, and, and probably some oh. of the some of the Marvel films. I think I saw in 3D as well. Did they oh, have okay. 3D versions actually? I feel like the big ones did. Like they like, had 3D versions of the Marvel ones. Crap, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I can't <laughs> remember what right. I watched. I do remember one of the Saw, or no? Was it? I want to say it was like one of the Final Destinations. Yeah, they I did. I don't remember if it was like four or five, but I think that was in 3D. I watched it, but I didn't watch it in 3D. And if I remember correctly, it wasn't really one of the better ones. Um, I, I mean, I remember back in the now, of course, I'm older than you. But back in the 80s, you had Friday the 13th Part 3. Mm -hmm. That was that was in 3D. You had Jaws 3D, which was just terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I almost want to say there was an Amityville maybe three in 3d and i'm sure there was some other ones as well but those oh are the God. ones i can think of offhand and friday the 13th part three that's a that's a cool movie but the the 3d stuff just wasn't it, it felt forced like yeah. there's one scene where a guy is he's sitting on like i don't know what it was and he's he's got a yo-yo and he's like playing with the yo-yo and he puts the and the yo-yo was coming into the screen and it just looks cheesy yeah it just it just doesn't it's just it i guess if it if there's a 
if it's there's a necessity for it and it works within the film okay yeah but when you're forcing it just because it's the popular thing it's a gimmick eh, just just i i'm not a fan of it just leave it alone <laughs> I, I totally agree i i think especially because a lot of the times they like in horror films anyway they'll always use like blood in 3d and it always looks bright red super fake you know we're in like video game territory of graphics and you know you know what it, it was like that quite a lot in um thingy as well i did watch one of the resident evil films in cinema in 3d oh, okay. um there was some good moments in that like there was a guy with a massive hammer and he swung that like that looked cool um but again, like a lot of blood spider in 3D, and it's just like, not a fan. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I, I think that, you know, and I know it became a thing over the last, say, 10 or however many years, and then it was everyone was cranking out a, a 3D movie, and it was, and I'll be honest, man, I would, I would, when I would go, if there was a movie that I wanted to see, and they had two like different versions of it. Like they had, you know, one in 3D and one in just just your regular. You know, I always go to the other one. I don't. First of all, yeah. 3D me just doesn't fly because of I mean I wear glasses and I have horrible vision. And what I <laughs> notice is when I try to put those 3D glasses on, it makes me sick and it hurts my eyes. Yeah, I have to double um, the glasses as well. <laughs> do you? Yeah. It's like, yeah. No. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, just give me a regular movie, man. You, you know, yeah. um, if, if I'm if I'm art, if I'm interested in the movie just as a whole, whatever, whatever the genre may be, I'm going to watch it no matter what. You don't need yeah. to throw 3D at the end of it. You know, and- it's kind of interesting you should say that because I think a lot of films as well these days, they've got a, they've got better with 3D. They make it a bit more subtle because it, it got to the point where, like, if you ever watched a 3D film in 2D, it was unwatchable at times whereas like now like they're very minimal and very careful with what they make actually 3d in it and it's it's kind of like okay these days but you'd watch something like my bloody valentine and it'd just be like oh my days like this looks awful (laughs) or like final destination somehow just got cgi from 20 years ago (laughs) and was like here you go yeah what why is it that most uh, what i've noticed if you go back to oh god i don't even know i'm just gonna say 50s 60s or whenever whenever 3d came out it -hmm. was always a horror movie yeah then then it went through then it went away then it came back and it was horror movies and i'm not and then it you know then it had a resurgence again and then it was still some horror stuff but then it you know everyone else kind of like oh let's do it you know it's the flavor of the month and you know but i i I don't know when it originated but it seems to me like it maybe originated with a horror movie like i almost i almost want to say the original blob might have been in 3d but i I could be way wrong on that it just always (laughs) seems to be kind of a horror concept (laughs) like let's let's make it 3d is it because that because you know you, you and i love horror but it's such a niche like there's a small percentage of people that really are into horror so mm-hmm. do they feel like if they throw 3d at the you know the the other people that normally weren't into 3d will mm. kind of gravitate towards that film or i'm sorry yeah. into horror you know um let, let's say the, the the guy next door isn't a horror fan but he loves 3d so yeah. then, you know, they they're trying to get as many people in as possible. I I, I don't know. I'm not. I've got a, like I've got a pretty good theory. So, okay. horror is horror has always been a genre that people do on the cheap, 
And the reason why they do it on the cheap is because you can do it on the cheap and it works. And a lot of the times it actually benefits films a lot to not be very heavy on CGI and, and all type of stuff. Um, and therefore, like, I think it's easier to experiment with a film that doesn't cost you a lot. Um, that might seem a bit gimmicky. Compare this, I think, like, with de-aging, okay? They never would use de-aging in, like, a horror film. Because there's no point, right? So you'd see, like, de-aging in your big blockbuster films. And because you're using, like, big actors, you're de-aging them, like, they'll throw millions at that. Because they want that to look good. Whereas, like, I don't think the carrier 3D looks good or not. They think, well, this film cost us nothing to make anyway. So <laughs> just slap some 3D on there and it's fine. But I feel bad for, like, directors that think, you know, oh, well, what part of this film am I going to make 3D? Oh, we'll, we'll pick right? this this random blood splatter that'll do. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's okay. Stupid. It's like, or I, I, I think back and the one, and the only reason I keep bringing up Friday the 13th part three is because I watched it recently and, <laughs> and I'm like, the parts are so cheap. I think one guy is holding like either a bat or something. And then it, and then he purposely angles it. So it looks like it's coming at you. And it's just, or I think one is like an eye popping out and it's just, it just oh, there's there's one scene where Jason shoots like a, um, I forget what it is. Uh, oh God, it's it's one of those guns that you use like when you're in the water. Um, I can't even think of it right now. But he shoots one of those at at this woman, and of course it's 3D, and it's like, uh, and that one was okay. But then you're forcing the other stuff, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It's it's you know, and I and I've said this before like um it's like i i get sometimes you're gonna pick kind of like stylized shots over just regular but yeah do it do it once if you do it more than once then it just i don't know it starts to annoy me yeah and and it's what what you're basically telling your audience is well there's not a lot of substance to this movie so what we're going to do is we're going to show you all these little tricks that everyone in the business knows yep but we're going to shove it down your throat instead of doing it once we're going to do it 20 times yeah. <laughs> just because we have nothing else to do <laughs> i you know it's funny you should mention that because they did this in 13 ghosts um there's that whole bit with matthew lillard where essentially he gets jump scared which is a jump scare for the audience as well yeah and he's like oh they always do this they always wait till you come right up to the glass and you know blah, and then they follow that up by doing it again again and then they do that again throughout the film and it's like yes. oh my god dude like uh-huh jump scares just become i mean i don't think it'd be as bad is if it wasn't so frequent in this film it was always like flashing lights banging on walls very like you know like you're in a rave it's just yeah, thank endless. you. That was exactly it. <laughs> Especially uh, the music, too. Oh, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Absolutely endless. <laughs> I-, I was just having a little look as well on the wiki. So, you know, when we were talking about the ghosts, so apparently uh, on the special featurettes of the DVD, uh, they had a thing called the Ghost Files, and oh. it gives you a full breakdown of each of the ghosts oh. and their backstories. Shame they couldn't have found time for this in the film. That's what I'm saying, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like you're lazy. Let's throw it in the extras on the whatever release. Yeah, but you can't. You can't give us anything in the movie. I mean, <laughs> I it's know. true. And maybe, maybe for the time, 
the audience they were really targeting just didn't care. You yeah. know, I, I, I saw this, uh, so this is 21 years old. This is, this movie is what, 2001. So that's 21 years ago. I mean, I saw it in the theater. So now I would have been what at that time, 29. So I don't think it bothered me as much, but now looking at through, you know, the lens of a 50 year old. Oh yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> that's right, folks. I am 50. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it annoyed me more, but see, you're younger than I did, and you caught you caught the same thing. I mean, yeah. so. it's funny you should say that because I am 29. Oh my god, you young bastard! <laughs> That's so <laughs> so convenient. <laughs> you are. Oh my gosh! Well, I have a son that's older than you, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Oh no. That's a, that's all right though. Hey man, yeah. I always say the love of horror is kind of ageless, right? So. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I went last time I went to the Horicon like last year. I had some amazing conversations with people of all ages, but you all just love the same thing. Like that's why you're there. And because it, it's such a because it's such a like a niche interest to be this obsessed like most people like yeah they'll go watch like a horror film in the cinema and like oh yeah that was scary and then they'll never talk about it again but like to go to a comic-con or anything like that and to dress up to to have like loads of t-shirts and merchandise like it's next level <laughs> for sure man i mean i i love it like i love talking horror so and it doesn't matter how old or young they are i just love the fact that people have appreciation for the genre yeah. And then I even love it more when they'll they'll branch out and we'll watch, you know, the other the older stuff, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, because you'll you'll find some that are they kind of put themselves in a small little box and they're like, OK, this is what I like. And I'm yeah. not going to I'm not going to, you know, go away from that. I, I love when it's across the board, like you'll watch something from, you know, you'll watch Rosemary's Baby. And then the next time you're watching, you know, who knows? I mean, whatever it is, you know, the changeling or whatever. And it's like you got this and then, you you know, watch the newer stuff, you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, you like everything. You're not you're not stuck in just one layer. Like, I don't know, you know, decade of horror movies and that's it. It's like, no, yeah. just, you know, you love everything across the board because, you know, the, there are so many good horror movies out there. And you don't want to limit yourself on, you know, a certain time frame. You know? Absolutely. You read in my mind as well, because all the way through that, I was thinking Rosemary's Baby. And then he said Rosemary's Baby. And I was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. It's one of my it's one of my favorite films. It's so good. And There's it, so it's on my list so soon. That, that is on the list. Yeah. One. You know, I think we're going to. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be the one we'll have to talk about. That's a that's a great movie. I hell Psycho. Yeah. Psycho is such a psycho is a classic for a reason. Like yep. we did an episode, uh, you know, on my podcast for it uh, a year or two ago, and I hadn't watched it in a while. And it's so brilliant. It's such a brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, and it's not super scary. Like, nope. like, you know, the the younger generations would go, well, there's no blood or there's no this. Well, <laughs> it doesn't need any of that. It's more, no. you know, you got it. You got to really kind of sit and watch how this, you know, the Norman Bates character and all of this, you know, the mm -hmm. this and that. And you really and, and Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock was such a great filmmaker and and so you know or you you know you and even the 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 you know the slashers of the 80s you know that look when you rewatch them they're not great 
but they weren't supposed to be like they nope. were they were they were made on a small budget but there's some really great diamonds in the rough in slashers oh, yeah. you know um and then like the 70s has their own you know 70s was big on kind of more the ghosts you know the ghost stories and stuff yeah. and i mean yeah man so it's just and what i love now is is i can't say this for music because i think music as a whole these days sucks and i guess i'm showing my age <laughs> i but movies like especially horror i love w the direction they're going because they yeah. are putting out great movies yeah absolutely there's there's been a bit more of a resurgence of quality these days um i think all the way through the early 2000s and stuff like this is why i'm covering a lot of these films like for two reasons one because this was you know the, the newest stuff when i was watching horror when i was younger yeah. i mean this came out in 2001 i would have been like what <laughs> seven or eight or <laughs> yeah you, you young sucker you <laughs> <laughs> and you know for me like these films are yeah kind of outdated when you look at it today and yeah they are plagued with remakes um but in the same kind of way of like other decades, like there are some gems sometimes when they try to do something kind of unique, even though like Hollywood forces them to just make remakes. Mm. And these days, I think Hollywood sees the appeal for more uh, highbrow horror, more like, you know, convoluted, more complex stories and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the this this podcast named after insidious for a reason i think insidious was a game changer for for a lot of horror films um you only have to look at every film ever since then with a ghost in it um it's it's practically copied it not to mention yeah. how everything james wan's touched has become a franchise beyond franchise oh my gosh yeah like that conjuring universe or whatever yeah. it is and, he, he's yeah. changed he's changed the game for for modern horror and other directors even though they do their own things like there's a lot of homage to that stuff and sort of the older films you know even just the subtle stuff like you know it's kind of cliche to say it now but they would say oh red light spells danger at the time <laughs> that was a cinema thing that they did that was an actual way of portraying to someone a dangerous moment mm -hmm. and then it became really cliche and predictable but now we're going back to that stuff you know it's this reappreciation for hopefully original ideas going forward and not just remakes yeah. I think I yeah I think you're right you know it's it's uh you know especially a good filmmaker like a James Wan he really he really knows how to make a film as a whole, but he definitely understands the horror genre. Mm -hmm. And so, and I love when someone like him will take appreciation for the ones that came before him and, mm -hmm. you know, he'll give us a little, you know, a little wink or a little nod, you know, and yeah. he's done that. He's done that through most of his movies, um, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I love the fact that you got, and you got a lot of, I love, I, I seem to gravitate more towards the indie horror aspect of it you know the ones yep. on you know maybe the actors aren't <clears throat> they're unknown which i'm totally fine with smaller budget um i i love those i especially you know i especially love a lot of the horror movies being done in other countries i mean we're oh yeah seeing a lot of great movies coming from other countries like it's great yeah um you know and so i 
I, I think, yeah, man, I, I think right now the, the genre is strong. You know? Absolutely. Which is good because I think it did go through a little bit of a dry spell there for a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I'm, I'm glad there's been a resurgence for it. You never know. Maybe one day we'll have uh, something similar to 13 Ghosts, but a little bit more right. thought out. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because Hollywood's obsessed with ghosts these days. So uh, you never I'm know. I'm a sucker for a good ghost story. Man. Oh, yeah. I, same. I, that is probably, yeah, that is probably the one. I would say out of the subgenre of horror, like, I love a good ghost story. I just. Yeah. I think they're just yeah like I can I can watch all the other ones and that they're they're fine but that's the one I I love and I gravitate more towards yeah the the, the dynamic of it has shifted in recent years and I think like obviously James Wan's part of this but uh, also things like paranormal activity you know ghosts was scary because of like religious stuff in the past you know what i mean it was all kind of like oh unsettled spirits you know and these days it's all just occult shit <laughs> it's all yes. like yeah, demons black magic uh you know occult satanic stuff and i'm like this is way more interesting <laughs> like yeah <laughs> totally man i agree i agree you know i i think with anything you know you know how how like I would say movies as a whole or, you know, they go through some like, like a stagnant period. Right. And yeah. then someone comes along and interjects some sort of, you know, whatever, you know, something new and exciting into the genre. And then you get other filmmakers that get, you know, inspired by it. And then all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. and then that inspires more people. And then you got, oh, man, you know, and that's where I, I truly believe the genre right now is strong, like the strongest Absolutely. I've seen it in a while. You know, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm excited for things to come. Uh, okay, so for now, uh, at least this is 13 Ghosts that we've talked about. What would you rate out of five? That is the question. Oh, man, that's a tough <laughs> one, right? Uh, this, to me, out of five is like a two, maybe, if I was generous, two and a half. Yeah. So I would say somewhere, maybe two and a quarter. Can I do two and a quarter? <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> there we go. Two and a quarter for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's fair. I think... I think it's the same for me. I think like two or five is is fine. There's yeah. the substance in here. Like there's a lot of gone into the set. Um, even the CGI, even though it's you know outdated by today's standards, it's whatever. Uh, the CGI looks fine. It's readable, and the practical stuff looks good. I think the script was just not strong, and some of the character stuff is just not strong, and kind of lift it down a little bit some of the pacing as well but hey ho like many films that don't do well they try and patch it afterwards you know what i mean they always talk about like oh well actually this is all the hidden lore (laughs) that we didn't tell you in the film (laughs) yeah Mm, (laughs) sure (laughs) uh bro well thank you very much for coming and talking about 13 ghosts and no doubt we'll have many more ghosts to talk about in the future (laughs) yeah for sure man i appreciate you having me awesome uh well this has uh, been Phil and it's Indicast with Rick. Uh, do check out his socials. Where can they find you? Let's see. Uh, Instagram and YouTube, I think we are Ear for Fear podcast. And I think Twitter, we are Ear for Fear. And we're on all the main platforms. So you can check us out at Spotify or, you know, Apple Podcasts or, you know, whatever you're, uh, you know, whatever you listen to, you know, to podcasts on. We're, we're out there. And uh, yeah, check us out. Awesome. Please do. I will put the links uh, in the bottom 
of this. And yeah, I think that's it. So for everyone else, I'll see you all in the next episode.